Welcome to the Daz and Kenny Podcast Show, where nothing is off limits. Well, Ken, today is the first show and we're ready to go. I'm pretty excited. How about you? I'm excited that you're excited, Daz. I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's all about being excited and being challenged on our opinions, but as you often quote, it needs to be based with... Fact. Well, fact is what they're going to have to bring on these first four topics we're discussing today. The first one being trial by media and how that's affected Craig McLaughlin. The second one we'll touch on will be Donald Trump fail or pass so far after one year in office. The third one is involuntary vaccination, a topic that I know is close to your heart. And the final one will be Australia Day. Is it Australia Day, Federation Day or Invasion Day? But let's kick it off right now with the first one, trial by media, Ken. I guess my concern here uh, is Craig McLaughlin's our example here. He's in the media at the moment. I see that he was on a TV program that you love called The Project, or mm-hmm. they were talking about him on The Project. Uh, Tracy Spicer had a little spot on there. I'll go as far as saying I'm not really sure that it was put across in a way that made me feel comfortable. If you have a look at the background of the video clip that went across, it had something in the lines of sexual predator going across the screen and his name associated with it, when that's not proven at all. And my concern here is in today's society where our kids are growing up, I don't know how anyone's going to get a fair trial moving forward. No, no, I 100% agree with you, Daz. It's... um... I don't understand how the media gets gets such a, I don't know, just a, a license on saying and doing whatever they please while dictating to others exactly what they can and can't do, especially when it comes to nowadays, especially with shows like The Project, uh, political correctness and whatnot. When, when I, I actually uh, did watch the same episode you're talking about, and the way that it was presented, mostly by her, was in the sense that he is guilty there's no two ways about it and and for the the potentially millions of people that were viewing it are going to believe that to be the god's you know the absolute truth because there there was nothing to say or there was nothing there in his defense he he denied the allegations completely and and when when she was asked the question i think by steve price she said for him to um, deny it, basically, or to, to say that the women's allegations were completely false and unfounded. She said it was absurd. I don't, I don't understand how it's so absurd for somebody to claim their innocence before it's been proven. For her to say it's absurd is quite absurd. I don't think that we are questioning here before all of our listeners start sending us emails and hitting our Facebook page, which is the Daz and Kenny podcast show on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Before you start getting into us with feedback, we're not questioning whether Craig is guilty or not guilty. What we're saying is he's already been trialed by media. He's, He's lost his job. Uh, he's been stood down from the Rocky Horror Show. Now, apparently they came to a mutual agreement. Read into that what you would. We've all been there before. He's been sent on his marching orders. He's The TV program that he records has been put on hold for the next season. He has a family involved here. Now, if these allegations are ended up to be found to be not true um, or... Well, the damage is already done. Well, the damage is done. And this is what trial by media concerns me about. Now, I'm I'm not for one second taking away that Tracy Spicer is doing 
a good job for women's rights and all these things. But let me tell you, for crying out loud, how about you stay off the TV about it, vindicating somebody before he's even been proven. I understand these girls took it to management of the Rocky Horror Show or management of Craig's and it got pushed back and we're told if you continue down this road, there'll be a defamation case about you. Tracy Spicer is more or less saying that it's got to her, and she took it to the media because she couldn't get any traction otherwise. The project for me isn't the answer for that. The Victorian police are. That's what they're there to do. If, it, if it's as a serious offence as they're making out, it needs to be investigated by the police. The police aren't investigating it now just because Tracy Spicer's involved, yet I think they'd like you to believe that she's gone standing up for these girls and that's why it's happened. I'm, I'm interested in a point that she made to say that she was working closely with the police and in seeing which particular charges were, were going to be laid, if any. She a police oh, officer now? Okay. I'm wondering where, where the authority is of hers or what her position in the whole situation is for her to be working with the police. It's the women who have made these allegations, not her. They have gone to the police, not her. So I'm wondering... What she is talking about when she says she is working closely with the police? Well, I guess we're going to have to follow it closely. The allegation or the the comment that she made from that video that concerned me the most was she had put across that I think you're going to find out this is going to be a lot bigger than it is. What by saying that statement on the project, what that said to me was you're making out as a lot more people are going to come out about this and Craig's going to have his day. That's how I interpreted it. You've trialed him by media. Now, if he's guilty of doing what he's done and he's found through due process and our judicial system that that's happened, you know, he deserves what he gets because, yeah. you know, we don't, women don't need to be treated inappropriately. And men, I understand there's men involved in this, but is it bullying? Is it, you know, sexual predators being. That, that's the one that around? gets me for anybody to be called. Oh, when, when there's a reference of sexual predator, I instantly think a rapist, child molester. I don't think of. Uh, anyone with just simple allegations not to say simple allegations like you said i mean if he's if he's guilty of these things by all means he um he deserves to be you know, uh, receive whatever punishment is is fitting but prove it yeah that, that's right prove it come up with facts i mean her she she's there saying she has enough evidence to run with the story if she if you've got enough evidence to run with the story why isn't he charged well, this is a topic for another day, Ken, but it seems that a sexual predator can get released from jail and live next door to you or close enough to a kindergarten well, and, and, and we don't and, need and to say anything about it. There is some law stating that their names have to be suppressed. I but mean, he's someone... just been trying for a number of years to, to get that sorted out. So why why is it okay to banter, banter around the names of people with uh, the allegations that have been made, but he is convicted pedophiles, uh, rapists and, and whatever else, all their names are being suppressed. I mean, they're hidden from the public. So why? Let's sum up trial by media. I think it's a bit of a farce at the moment, to be honest, uh, Ken, and I think it's getting a little bit out of control and this gutter journalism where you can just go on and say whatever you want to make accusations at this stage. I think we need to let our judicial system do the right process. And I'm going to say so far that I think Craig McLaughlin's getting a little bit of a hard run on this. And until proven guilty, in my eyes, he's innocence. He's innocent. If you've got an opinion on this, make sure you email us, the Daz and Kenny podcast show at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, but let me be up front. We but want facts, not just, just stupid opinion. 
Oh, don't come here with your big, big, loud voices and tell us how wrong we are for whatever reason because your opinion differs. Give us fact. Make me change my mind due to fact. Well, and that's what you're going to have to do, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in one moment. Welcome back, Ken. Topic number two today on our first show, which is just going smashingly so far. I've managed to fire you up in one topic. I, yes, yes. You, I can feel another stutter coming on right now. You're going to love this one then. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and after one year in office, is it fail or pass? Let me tell you my thoughts, and I'm also open to everybody else's thoughts. However, before you email us and tell us your thoughts, Please do not email me with crap opinions. I'm not interested in your opinion on whether he's a chauvinistic pig or not. I'm interested in whether he's done a good job one year in. We've got a couple of facts here, Ken, that we'll go with. First one being, I'm going to say it's a pass. I'm going to say after one year in office, I think, I think he's, he's doing flying. a great job. Let me tell you why. We've actually got 81 different accomplishments he's done in his first 12 months. But let me focus on four that I love. He's created 1.7 million new jobs, new jobs and cut unemployment in America by 4.1%. 4 now that's a lot of jobs. He, I wouldn't mind having a Donald Trump here. Forget about whether he's a little bit crazy, a little bit wacky and a little bit of a chauvinistic pig. He, he's proving that he gets the job done. 4.1% unemployment is a lot. I, I, think, I think is the healthiest thing that, that politics has seen in a long time for the whole world. Have you seen anyone believe in America as much as him at the moment? He wants jobs back in America. He wants to stop buying in overseas Look, He's products. been persecuted for his patriotism. Oh, absolutely. Clearly, he doesn't choose his wife's from America, but uh, that doesn't matter. We won't hold that against him. He does he, he does do a good job at being president. He does a great job at being president, though. My second point, everyone says how much of a chauvinistic pig he is. Here's a stat that you might like here, Ken. He's, he's achieved prioritising women-owned businesses for some $500 million in small business loans for American women that it's doesn't laughable, sound like a guy that, that just hates them absolutely i mean th these are the these are the facts that you won't hear about you'll you'll hear about all the uh the uh the the, the banter of, and the innuendo of who he is and what he's all about by by the left those evil left but do you like the right do you like the right no, no, I, I, I like them almost as no i don't <laughs> you're stuttering no. yeah here we go <laughs> No, um, we was I had that. Sorry. Oh, oh, well, you just weren't liking anyone, to be honest. But you're saying more or less people aren't happy with him. But he's doing a good job, and he's great for America. Yeah, well, see, these are the things. Unless you're investigating the facts yourself, you, you're going to hear nothing but ridicule directed at him. I mean, they're they're pursuing. Uh, what are they? What are they accusing? Mental mental, mental illness, constant uh, mental issues, or. Someone Jesus just wrote Christ, a book about him, and that's why. doing everything so right. There is, there is no opinion from uh, the, the left-leaning media to suggest that anything good is actually coming of this. Where he's, 
his credentials are speaking for themselves. I I think, and um, well, my opinion is, and it's my opinion, I'm happy for anybody to educate me with those facts to change it, that he's doing a great job. What facts have you got, Ken? Well, on, on more of a, um, maybe maybe more of a personal note for him, I mean, to... to for the for the way they talk about you know he, he he's brought nothing he's he's not qualified for for the role of a president and whatnot but you you tell me Daz, any any previous president that has been able through their business dealings and a network of of uh you know relationships yeah, yeah absolutely anyone who is uh able to have americans released from you know whether it be jailed or or, or whatever it is internationally that he has found in whatever way or whatever capacity he's been able to do to have them released but how does that happen i mean for for such a terrible person with with you know nothing nothing to give or you know no authority that should be bestowed upon him how is someone able to do that if they're no good to be fair i think you'd find that there isn't a business out there that uh wouldn't have donald trump be part of it uh and you can you can put him down for being a hard businessman has he had deals go wrong absolutely that's called being in business life is about learning from your mistakes and before you send me an email telling me he keeps making mistakes i'm here to judge him as the president of the united states one year in please please do not send me anything else that relates to whether he's a chauvinistic pig or not he, he, he may well be i don't care some people think kenny's a chauvinistic pig and i probably agree with him nine times out of ten but he also is very passionate about what he does and if his role was to be the prime minister of australia i don't care if he was a chauvinistic pig we actually voted him in to get and the job done. That's a big white colour, I've got to say. Gee, I hope you don't become Prime Minister of Australia for a few reasons, but... Uh, Who'd want to? But look, that's look the main point. swines that have to be associating with at Parliament House. Well, I think you might enjoy that, but you might end up getting kicked out pretty quickly. What else have you got for us, Ken? <laughs> um, not, not that this really uh, affects me at all, and I can't understand what the massive hoo-ha is about it, but when it comes to uh, the campaign promise of recognizing jerusalem as the the capital of israel where i, I do notice the media all over him about it and, and you know, united nations and whatnot but this is a promise that the last three four five presidents have made before him you know well, but, so why why is it all of a sudden now because it's trump doing it and actually putting it into place these promises promises that the previous presidents have made. But now, all of a sudden, it's happening, and he's the biggest prick in the world. Well, let me tell you, I, I'll say it again, I'm happy to have Trump come and, come and run Australia for a while, because if I have a look at what our politicians are doing here, wasting billions of dollars on roads that never get built and cancelled because they can't organise themselves, I'd much rather have Donald Trump. And if, if you know, you get hung up on he's going to press a button or they're going to press a button or his arguments going on with overseas. He's standing up for America, and it's about bloody time someone stood Too up right. for Australia. Too right. We'll be back in a second with our next topic. Okay, so the next topic I'm going to hand over to Ken pretty quickly is about involuntary vaccination uh which our government i understand is dictating to us we need to do ken tell me your thoughts 
well, where do I start? Vaccination should, I mean, always has previously been a personal choice, whether whether it's something that you choose to uh, to administer to your children or not. I understand the, um, the the elements of society that will will say because your child isn't vaccinated that you are putting their child in harm's way, which I which I do I understand. But on the same token, you are vaccinating your child to protect them from any potential viruses or illnesses that may come. So in saying that, why is it such a, a dilemma for unvaccinated children to be around your children who have been vaccinated? I mean, it's the whole purpose of being vaccinated is to prevent your child from these things. So I don't, I don't see how the, um, the potential risk of, of your child getting sick through uh, an unvaccinated child is increase anymore if your child is vaccinated. I mean, that, that sounds like a whole mouthful of the same bunch of words, but I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say here, Daz. My biggest issue now is the government coming along, persecuting and ostracizing people who, who choose not to have these things administered. Since, since when is any governing body being able to dictate exactly what you are going to be putting into your system? I guess my question to that one leads back to religion. Obviously, there's a lot of religions that won't allow you to use uh, New World pharmaceutical, you know, subscriptions to put into your body. Uh, I know uh, Olivia Newton-John, for example, uh, won't use um, chemotherapy. She's using natural therapy. She thinks that they work equally as good, and in, in her mind, it's a proven fact, and uh, I know that uh, the Muslim community, a lot, a lot of them can't have blood, uh, blood transfusions, etc. So we're talking about putting something into your body that the government's telling you if you don't, that you won't get benefits. And I think that's what this well, is it's, about. It's gone further than that now. I mean, it's from benefits to no, no preschool care, no kindergarten, which will lend, lead on to the whole, the whole schooling system. And what does it come down to? Aged care. You're talking about complete segregation, unless you adhere to exactly what the government wants you to do. I don't. I don't understand which, or how how people are so willing to give the government control over their their person. I mean, it's one thing to dictate what you do with your finances and where you live, and and by what certain rules you are governed by. But but when somebody is telling you exactly what you're going to put into your body or you will be ostracized and persecuted for for your choice not to do so well, we know how that worked out for essendon wrong. essendon now, you well, know you <laughs> essendon football club for the non-victorian people listening to the show they they the doctor recommended they put it in all being young footballers trying to make it to the next level ended up finding out that they had some illegal substances put in their body now that's still alleged although asada has acted on that they had you know substances in their body that weren't within the guidelines of the rules so we're talking about giving the government 
the authority to dictate to what goes in your body. With all due respect, I'm not sure the government's doing a good job of running the country, no, never, never learning what's what's going into my body. So let's look at it a different way. So, you know, if your child, you went to the doctors today and uh, your doctor said, Ken, I need your child to have uh, this injection. Um, and you said, oh, what for? Oh, well, uh, it's, it's for the flu. It's to make sure that she doesn't get the flu and, and pass it around or foot in mouth disease or whatever they decide it's for um what if the doctor buggers up you know what if it's what if that's not proven to be good for someone with a heart deficiency and it's okay for them to say they've done all the tests and that but well well there's the other issue uh, with vaccinations there is no pre-testing there is no uh view at what if your child is susceptible to uh, an adverse reaction or anything like that? Every other sort of, uh, I don't know, injection you'd get would generally come from tests that have been done and you you showing signs of whatever virus may be and then the doctor would prescribe whatever medication is, is necessary for you. Vaccinations don't do that. Once upon a time, like years ago, when we were growing up and, and pre that, they were they were single dose shots now for some reason they are they're stacking these things they're loading them up and and, and when you look at the statistics through recent um climbs in autism and stuff like that i mean people want to jump on and say oh no it's all a, a load of crap and all the tests have been done and well i don't i don't think there has been any independent testing i mean these are pharmaceutical companies who are paying uh, quote unquote independent companies to go out and do these do these particular tests we we don't get a chance to hear legitimate uh, uh, conversations about what actually does go wrong it's fair fair to say that the ones who will who will say no 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 it won't happen it's like one in a million well how would you feel if that one in a million was was your child uh, one in a million. It, it might be a, a very, very, very low risk. But what if it's your child? What what then? What happens when it goes wrong? And, yeah. and that, I guess that's the the topical point. We're putting a lot of trust in a government that arguably wasted billions of dollars on a road they weren't going to build recently here in Victoria, uh, spent billions on a desalination plant that doesn't get used, because it rained because it rained and we're apparently never going to get rain again <laughs> but now we're looking you know my kids are all immunized so yeah, you well, know it, it, they, having my opinion also i my daughter is also immunized so before the clowns jump on and say oh you're an idiot you should vaccinate my daughter is vaccinated but that was a choice that i made yes and i guess the, the, there's going to the be a lot of people point that is, don't want to do it the sore point is the fact that the government is trying to take control over what you will and will not do with your own body so I guess they become judge and jury, and uh, if you don't do it their way, well, you miss out on benefits. However, and a topic for another day, we don't mind giving double what we give to our pensioners to uh, the new immigrants that come into the country. Yeah, well, well I guess we'll come back to that for another day. segment there, I think, Daz. I'll leave it open to, though, if there's someone that's qualified to talk to us about the benefits of immunisation versus not, you can always contact us, Daz and Kenny Podcast Show at Gmail. Dot com. More well, than happy, more than happy to be enlightened by some actual fact, or clowns, as you just called yeah, them. All clowns. Any any clown that's got an opinion is entitled to their say. <laughs> and and we'll leave it there. We'll be back shortly.
Okay, Kenny, getting into the final topic of the day. Australia Day, Federation Day, or Invasion Day. I got to get off to a good start here with you, Ken. I actually love Australia Day. I look forward to it. It's a great family weekend. We quite often go to the fireworks, go down, eat some local food uh, at a council building. Uh, it's great. I love the multiculturalism about um, about Australia Day. I, I, that's actually one of the things I love about Australia, how diverse our country is. It's our, it's our national day. It should be celebrated by everyone. I, I don't understand why now, suddenly, in the last, probably in the last two years, there's been a really, really uh, loud uprising by the left, uh, more so the Greens, to, to say that it's quite offensive and that Aboriginals in general find it uh, offensive and, uh, and it brings back haunting memories for them of the invasion that took place. I mean, Jesus Christ. We both did our research on this one, Ken, and surprisingly we came back with two different arguments from the people we spoke to. I got no uh, negative feedback from the few Aboriginals that I spoke to and people I know. There was, there was no bitterness there. Mine seemed to be coming more from um, a few Europeans that want it to be called uh, Multicultural Day. Um, and I think this country, if you think back to it, everybody came to Australia for such a great country. It is. The country isn't called multiculturalism. It's called Australia. That's so right. for me, you must be celebrating Australia Day. But what, it is, what is it that everybody wants out of this day? Do we keep changing the names? Or we got an email the other day saying that it, you know, Australia Day only begun in 1993. And I'm, I mean, well, so what? Do we change things already? How about we celebrate the history of it you raised a great point what what do we need to do to just let it be oh, there's got to be at some point some finalization where everybody can just get along and let the past be the past i think all the issues seem to have been addressed through through government uh through the the, the kevin rudd sorry through the um the, the finances that are that are oh, they seem to be free flowing look i my feedback came back pretty strong that nobody really wants to change the day, the uh, name, uh, anything. They're asking roles. for the date to be changed, Ken. Yeah. They're talking about the 1st of Feb now because that was when the Federation was put in place. Like, it's Australia Day for crying out loud. You know, I, I think it was the 1st of Jan actually, does. Well, mate, for but whatever they, date they want to change, they're going to change no. it the 1st of June shortly. Yeah. Oh, next I want to be taken bloody new year's day away from us and replacing that with something so if you want to get a little bit of controversial about this i'll go as far as saying if you don't like our country for what our country is piss off to yeah absolutely does sing yeah, it get out i mean you came here you became an australian citizen for a reason because you valued our country and it's fantastic that we let so many different cultures in and we're such a and, and as a country a country as a whole are very accepting of different cultures but not primitive type of cultures that want to you know instill their religious faiths generally which control exactly the way they live their lives and want everyone else to adhere to it i think you'll find that australia doesn't say you can't celebrate greek easter no it doesn't say you can't have your holy day for what you believe in don't go changing australia day so it suits your beliefs australia day is australia day this is all about appeasing the these minority and in saying that it's not the aboriginals the minority it's these left-wing freaking retards who demand 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 everything constantly and if you 
if you dare to have a differing opinion, you're a racist and you're a bigot. They, they are fresh out of arguments, so they'll always use, use the race card. Well, I mean, as I said, we did our research. We just weren't getting this feedback from over 20 people that there was a problem with it. So, you know, if you're listening to the program and you have a problem with Australia Day, we'd love for you to email us to the Daz and Kenny podcast show at gmail.com. But I've got to tell you, brace yourself before you do it, because if you send it and it's not based with fact, I assure you, Ken's probably going to rip it apart pretty quickly. Yes, oh, I, I do. I look forward to... Oh. I look forward to having my opinion changed, as I'm, I'm quite open to it, uh, to, to show me that I've been ignorant and naive, but it doesn't, it's going to take facts. Nobody ever seems to come up with facts to, to you know, to, to change an opinion. All they'll do is basically play the emotion card or the race card, as, as like I said, the left thoroughly enjoy doing all the time. At what point... Uh, is every well the aboriginals like like you were saying i don't think that there is such an issue from the majority of the aboriginal community it's it's the lefts the greens who are driving this thing for whatever reason at what point do we say enough is enough with the information we had we we spent a lot of time researching the internet we spoke to a lot of people about what it is that we can draw a line in the sand that everybody's happy with I don't think anybody really knows what that answer is. And if the government's spending so much money on, you know, having these topics about changing the day, um, there's a there's a conversation I was reading last night on a government post that they want to have a vote about what the day should be called. I say, hell no. Uh, how about Australia Day? It's pretty simple, isn't it? We're celebrating the country that we all live in. Tell me, Des, if you do know. What before like Australia was discovered? I know it was like Terra Australis, uh, Australis when it was you know first landed by the British. What was it called before that name came along? Like, does anybody? What was the Aboriginal word? Does anybody know if it actually had a name? Well, shamefully, I don't know, and um, I'm happy to be educated by somebody. Do you know? No, I'm asking the question. If right. I knew, I would have said it. Um, I. Wish you had have asked me before the show because I would have researched it, but, but I don't. But what is it we're asking for it to be changed to? It is Australia. It's been Australia for a long time. It's Australia Day. Our generation's born on it. My kids certainly know that it's Australia Day. Everybody we spoke to about it doesn't have a problem. So I want to know who's got the bloody problem. Come and tell me the problem. Educate us to why it should should be considered to be changed. We'll lobby for you. If you can convince it yeah. for us on what it is, we're happy to get behind and support you. But I just cannot, from all of our research, find any good enough reason to change the day. Another point I want to make. When we think back to uh, like your World War II, uh, are the Germans are they uh, are the Germans still held accountable by the Jews or by the British for the atrocities that were you know, caused, caused back all those years ago? I don't think so. No. Oh, no I know so. No, they're not. Uh, back again, World War One, the Turks and whoever else, Germans again, are they are they accountable? No, they're not. We're talking something from two hundred years ago where they claim an invasion day. Why why are we now as individuals or as a race, as a white man of you know Anglo, you know, descent? <laughs> yeah, sorry, man, that's, that's what I was looking for. Why are we held accountable for? the actions of something that took place 200 years ago there was 
I don't I don't see where, where the, all this animosity is coming from towards towards the white the white community. Why? I don't I don't hear any racial slurs about oh bloody abos doing this and that. It's, it's no, it doesn't I, I exist. I think we're far better educated these days on that. And and as I said, we discussed with this with um, of our Aboriginal community prior to the day, and and the guys we spoke to were not seeking any change. So that's the bit that's probably got me more confused. The the whole Aboriginal conversations another day because we can start talking about the stolen generation and and did they get a, a raw deal absolutely they did i think the aboriginals have had a, a very hard run but as we have discussed the other day where do we draw the line in the sand and i don't think the line in the sand for what anyone wants to achieve and let me state i don't know what it is they want to achieve any any race of what anyone wants here let's get it out on the table and get it out the way because for me, it's Australia Day, and it's going to take a lot to change my mind, Ken. Yep, I'm with you, Dad. 100%. 100%. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, got an opinion on this. Uh, have some facts that we can change our mind on. you got a couple options here. Come into the studio, debate it with us, give us the opportunity to have the discussion with you. Tell us we're right, tell us we're wrong, and you can do all of that via email the Daz and Kenny podcast show at gmail.com or you can find us under the same title on Facebook. Ken, first show's complete. Got to tell you, I had a ball, but I think we're going to upset some people and make some people happy, but it's our opinion. Yeah, that's right, Daz. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, plenty of upset people out there, but they're more than, more than welcome to bring their opinion to the table, but factual, factual comments is all I want to hear. I don't want to look at the screen and see some dickhead having a rant you know calling us names and telling us how we're we're racist and we're bigots and all that well, and, enough that. of that crap seriously well i tell you what if you upset people this week next week's show is sure sure to get their blood boiling because we're going to touch on one of the subjects what do they say ken don't speak about religion and don't speak about politics ever well, well they feature we're going to cover all those bases they feature in one pro in one section next week we're going to have the topic of churches and religion and how giving money to the church is good for religion is it ken we'll find out the second topic which is really gets me going um the aged care pension our war veterans pension but we're prepared to pay double for new immigrants who have never paid a cent of tax in their life to come into the country and get double the funding i just can't understand why we don't look after our aged pension and war veterans so much better it, you've served for the country you've bled for us and our aged care uh, our age pension have paid tax their whole life yet we're giving them a pittance to live like you know live, live That's basically see your days out but as long as you're still breathing then we can we can send you off with a good conscience i'm gonna go as far as saying we're making our aged pensioners and war veterans live in poverty in the final years of their lives which is a disgrace so we're going to touch on that we are going to get to one of the touchier subjects that Don't i say cannot boy. believe you are bringing up transgender toilets ken yes. what is going on there well, well I, I won't i won't discuss it overly at the moment but um i think like the majority of people not not to say that you know there's anything particularly wrong with you know these transgender people other than their <laughs> 
Oh, goodness, mate. Here we go. We're going to only... Well, yeah, it's, come on now, Daz. I mean, if you're born with a, Ken, with Ken, a cock I'm and balls between your legs, oh, you're God. a man. That is you know, there's be... apparently 30, 36 different genders. Did you know that? Um, no. Well... Well, it sounds like we've got a bit of research to do before the show next week, or perhaps I have. You seem to be all across it. The last one is I want to bring up the Whittlesey Council. You know mm. why, Ken? Oh, I know why. I saw the letter. <laughs> well, in our street where we're located, they've just put up around about 40 or 50 new signs saying with a, a no parking sign, one either side of a driveway pointing to the driveway, which takes up a whole metre and a half, two metres. So I want to find out from the Whittlesey Council why we are investing that sort of money in a street to tell you to not park in a driveway where it's common sense. Keep wasting our money, Whittlesey Council. I can't. Oh, I've got wait a fair idea why, Daz, and it's got something to do with the hospital being across the road, where the nurses are actually trying to park their cars because probably they can't afford the freaking stupid rates that the car parks are charging people to park. That's another... Oh, car parks. Don't get me going now. Well, we have a jam-packed show next week, but if you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss, we'd love to hear it, and you are invited to come into the studio and debate it. So send us an email to the Daz and Kenny podcast show at gmail.com or on Facebook at the same title. Can't wait to uh, get your feedback. Thanks, Ken, and I will see you next week. All right. Good work, Daz, look forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Daz and Kenny Podcast Show, where nothing is off limits.